Blog Talk Radio.
time out to just give God glory, give him honor, and give him praise. Just, you know, clap your hands and just say, thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for everything, everything you're doing, God. I thank you that every day is a new day. Your mercies are new every morning. God, I thank you for always showing up, showing out, keeping me, keeping my family, keeping my household. God, even when it's things I don't understand, even when it's things that I don't even agree with or believe, God, I just thank you. Keep me on the ground, Lord. Keep me grounded. God, keep my heart in your hands, oh, Lord. God, teach me how to trust you. Teach me how to say, God, I trust you. Teach me how to want to trust you, oh, God. God, I just thank you right now for this ministry, for everything you're doing, for every viewer, for every listener, for everybody that stopped by, for everybody that came by, for everybody that's been a faithful listener, a faithful viewer. God, we just want to say thank you. God, we just ask you to touch everyone's heart, touch everyone's household, touch everyone's family. God, we just ask you to touch their body. Those that are sick, oh God, we ask you for a miraculous healing, God. We ask you to let them be a living, walking testimony, God. We ask you to put down in our heart, God, even if you don't, I know you ain't. And I know if you want to, God, it's your will, not my will. But, God, let whatever my life be, get you get the glory out of it, God. Let me be a living, walking testimony, oh God. God, help me, God, to accept what you allow. Help me, oh God, to just let go and let you do it, God. Do it, oh Lord, do it. Open our hearts and our minds. Open our ears, God, that we hear what you say, not what we say, God. Put down in us, God, what do you say, God? Put down in us, God, your will, not mine. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for everything, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to say to you all, I always say um, when I'm talking to friends and family, and a lot of times I'll be talking to people, and um, I have some friends that have been through some heartache, some heartbreaks, and some things that they say have overwhelmed them. Uh, most of them is about relationships. You know, so tonight I'm going to talk about that, and I want to talk about the relationship that we should have with the Lord. So I would say to them, Baby, look, let me tell you how I deal with stuff. I don't say how you should. I say how I deal with stuff. I said when I broke up with someone or someone have uh, hurt me, hey, Willis, thank you for joining in. Um, praying for Buster, praying for Buster, yes, praying for my family, Jimmy Kendrick Jr. I said um, when somebody has broken my heart or kind of hurt me in whatever way, I said, baby, the first day I wondered why, Mm-mm. why, why, why. The second day I'd be wondering, like, why would you? See, I'm still on the why. First, I'm doing the why, why, why. The second, I'm doing, why would you? The third, I'm doing, uh-huh, why not get up and let this go? So I would say after three days, after three days of crying, after three days of whether it's a physical tear or physically I've been crying out because I call myself PO'd or uh, angry or however you want to say it. I would say after three days I'm going to get up, dust off my shoulder, 
shake it off my back and go on about my business. You know how they say, one time shame on you, two times shame on me? Huh. Third time, I'm over it. So that's, I'm just telling you that's how I do. I'm not saying you should do it because, see, that's just that's the way that works for me. You know, not, not one time did I not say I didn't pray for the person, but I basically prayed for me that I don't mess up my relationship with God because of what happened or how it went down. So I'm saying all that to say, I always always to say to whoever I was talking to, I said, because, you know, just like the word of God say, Jesus say, you may kill this body. You may break this body down or however you want to look at it. He said, but in three days, he'll build it back up. So he was telling no matter what you do, he was saying that he's not afraid of death because no matter how you do in the natural and three days in the spirit realm, he's going to be on another level. He's going to be built back up to get about the, his father's business. So I was like, okay, I've been saying that for years. I've been thinking about that for years. I've been talking about that for years. But today, when I was reading the Bible, I couldn't get past the first three verses. I read the rest of the chapter six of Hosanna, but I couldn't get past the first three verses because thinking about all the things that's happening in this world, all the things that my family has been through, they're going through, the heartbreak, the um, overwhelming, the unbelief, the disbelief, the health issues, the why me, you know, just it's so much I could keep talking about, but I had to think about it like after three days, you gotta you gotta trust God. I keep saying trust God. I gotta trust God. I gotta trust God. I gotta trust God. But I, I I had to remember that even Jesus said after three days, after three days, it's something about the number three with the with the Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's something about the number three because even on the third day, I went back to Genesis and I looked it up on. Chapter 1, verses 9 through 13, it says, And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is, and he, I'm sorry, and the earth brought forth grass and yield, I'm sorry, herbs yielding seed after his kind and the trees yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after this kind, and God saw it was good. And this was the evening and the morning were the third day. And I had to look at it. I said, God, you said the evening and the morning. 
But I had to go back and think, hey, Minister Margot, thanks for tuning in, that when the, when the day start off, it starts off at night. It's the evening. And high noon is 12. So it rolls into the daylight. But the day starts off at midnight, 12.01, midnight. And I said, okay. See, somehow we, we get confused in our head thinking that the day starts when the sun go up. Mm-mm. The day starts at 12.01 a.m. That's when the day starts. And God said it was evening, then morning, and it was good. On the third day, he called, caused the heavens and the earth. He called the water. You know, so we, we have to look at it. It's something about the number three. Mm-hmm. Then I kept on reading, you know, because that was one of my references to this, this, uh, these verses. Number six, chapter of Hosanna says, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revise us. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us pass on the acknowledgement. I'm sorry. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the water, I'm sorry, like the winter rain and like the spring rain that watered the earth. So, when I looked at that, I said, God, you said after two days you're going to revive us. And on the third day you're going to restore us. I said, all my life I've been talking about after the third day. If you hurt me, you do this, after the third day I'm over it. I'm going on whether you, you agree with me or you don't whether you bless me or you don't, whether you stay with me or you don't, I'm moving on. But I had, like I said, I remember when Jesus taught, said that when you kill this body, he was talking about him. He was talking about to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He was talking about them. When you kill this body, he said in three days, it's going to be risen again. And he's going to continue to do what his father said to do. he could do because death has no power over him, never did. He never was scared. He came about to do what he was assigned to do, and he was assigned to take on the sins of this world and do what he had to do to save us, to redeem us back to the Father. And the, the first verse in Hosea 6 says, Come, let us return to the Lord. Now, we know that in life we go through some things. Because the next sentence says, He has torn us to pieces. Okay? But He will heal us. So, whatever devastation we're going through, whatever being overwhelming to us, whatever's breaking our heart, God allows that to happen.
because, see, when we go to, through these things, it should give us an option. It should give us a push. It should give us a want to press. If you read on in Chapter 6 of Hosea, it'll teach you about getting in a press. You, you should want to press towards calling on God because when you get into a place where you know that you're being torn to pieces, Mm, you need to be healed. See, some of us want to put a Band-Aid on something or a gall on something or even get stitches. But even with that, you're looking for a healing. If we get to the place where we know that uh, we've been wounded, it tells us, if you, we're going to read it again, come let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. So you all could take this in a mindset where, okay, we always say that nothing happens not unless God says it can happen. Nothing happens not unless God lets way for it to happen, however you want to put it. But one thing we do know that whatever happens to us, we must give God his recognition. We must give God his honor. We must give God his praise. We must return back unto him, even if we're saying, thank you, Lord. Even if we're saying, oh, God, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to go on. But if, once you get into your heart and your mind that even Jesus told us after he went through what he went through, he was resurrected. He came back in three days, full of the Holy Spirit, full of what he was assigned to do. When you get to the place where you know that you have to call on the name of the Lord, when you know that you have to do what you need to do to get God's attention, when you repent, that's getting God's attention. When you go to God and say, Lord, I'm I'm stuck in a place because of what's going on in my mind, what's going on in my heart, what's going on in my life, what's going on. When you get to a place where you have to just start saying, God, I don't know what to do. I, I just feel like I'm being pulled here. I'm being pulled there. I'm being pulled over this way. I've been pulled over that way. I'm being pushed backwards. I've been pushed forwards. I've been pushed over. When you get to that place, you need to know that you got to acknowledge God and say, okay, God, I know you're trying to get my attention. I know your word says that I could come in with one eye, I could come in with one leg, one hand. Whatever offends me, God, that offends you, cut it off. I know, God, you, you tell me in your word what I need to do to get to you. But, God, when I, when I sit down and I read your word and it says, that you will bind up, you will wrap up my wounds, you will heal my wounds, you will put the salve or whatever they call it, or want to call it the ointment on my wounds, you will heal me. God, why is it that when I get into certain mindsets or certain places, I act like I forgot that you will restore me, you will revive me, you will rebuild me. You would do all that I need to have done 
once I repent and come back to you, once I step forward and say, God, nothing or nobody can bring me to the place or take me to the place that I need to be because nobody can do what you do. Nobody can create heaven and earth. Nobody, even though the scientists around here plan with different uh, tests and different uh, things, I, don't, I can't even think of the word to use to try to imitate life. But, God, you give everything life. I don't care how they play with it. If you don't give breath to that, it's not going to be life. Because, you know, it, it's it's so much that we could sit here and talk about. We could talk about how a lot of times we think we have the answer. But how do you have an answer to life when you can't even change literally? I'm not saying, now you can go to the store and buy a box of that, and you can change the color of your hair, but you cannot turn a black hair gray or gray hair black. Now, you could dye it, but that's temporary. Hmm. You could cover it up with a wig, a scarf, a hat, or whatever, but that's temporary. When you can't even make things happen for yourself without God, without the power of God, without the will of God, without God's ability, because you could be sitting here today, right now, listening to me, or I could be talking to you, and God could let your mind go just like that. And the blink of an eye. And he said in his word that no man knows the hour, the day or the hour, that when he comes back, he's going to come back in the blink of an eye. If God do that, what makes you think you have God's power? What makes you think you can restore, rebuild, or revive anything? The word says, the first sentence, come. Let us return to the Lord. If we don't talk about nothing else, in this day and time right now with everything going on, we as people take the color out, take the nationality out, take the class, first class, middle class, low class, no class, take that out. Take out the female, the male, take that out. We as people need to know it is time for us to come back to the Lord. Let us return unto the Lord. The word teaches us that Jesus said in three days what he would do. He would be revived. But it also just taught us in Hosanna that he said after two days he will revive us. And on the third, he will restore us. So when you start coming to an understanding that three days, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, I had a niece once told me, it don't say that. Okay, well, you know what? I'm saying that. I believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father. I believe in the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. 
So if you want to put them together, cornflakes and milk don't come together, but you put it together. <laughs> Some of us add sugar, or like me, a lot of sugar. So you, you look at it like that. You can buy cake already made from the store or bakery, but guess what? You had to get the ingredients to put it together for it to become a cake. But the best thing about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's a three-course meal right there by itself. You can't have one without the other. The Father feeds you. The Father keeps you. The Father provides for you. Jesus came. He preached for us. He taught us. He died for us that we may be redeemed. The Holy Spirit came to be the comforter for us to keep us when we don't know what to do, when we're crying in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day or during noontime, whenever. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort us. When we get into a place of we're so distraught we can't talk, the Holy Spirit will intercede for us. Just like Jesus will intercede for us. You've got so much in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Trinity. It's time for us to realize we could keep playing with this thing. We could keep trying to walk around this thing. I'm saying thing because I'm, I'm going to tell you what this thing is. We can keep acting like we don't realize this thing. But when it's all said and done, the only thing we need to do is acknowledge this return back to the Lord. That's the one thing that we have to do. So however you want to put a title on comes under this thing. This thing, return back to the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord. Repent unto the Lord. Keep the Lord first and foremost. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. And just stay focused. Stay on assignment. You know, I hope I'm saying this in a way that you all understand what I'm saying because, like I say, I when I saw this, it kind of just really made me go, wow, that not only did Jesus teach us that he would be rewarded, redeemed, rebuilt, refreshed, revived, restored, in three days, he let us know we will be too. Again, the first verse said, come, let us return to the Lord. It didn't say let us return back. It said, come, let us return to the Lord. See, we, he never stopped loving us. He never quit us. We do that to each other. He never gave up on us. We do that to each other. He never breaks our hearts. We do that to each other. He never says, I'm done. I'm finished. He just said, you know what? If you don't want it, I'll give it to somebody else. If you don't think you could do this, I'll give it to somebody else. I had looked at um, the footnote, and 
Let me just see, could I find it? Because it really had made me go, wow. We we really don't understand. I was reading down at the bottom, and it said, God will return to bless his people. It said, we, we fell from under God, and we have put God in a situation where he's going to say, I am, I'm going to have to release my judgment on them one way or the other. We all know that we're going to be judged. But which way are you going to be judged? You're going to be judged because you returned to the Lord, or you're going to be judged because you didn't. It's also was telling me that uh, one breath I'm blessing the God, I'm blessing God, and the next breath I'm not saying anything. I'm acting like a hypocrite. It just talks about different things. It says He is willing to forgive us. He's willing to forgive His people. He's willing to. Give up, you know, forgive us for all the wrong we have done, all the wrong we have committed against Him, Him, His Word, and the Kingdom. It's telling us that no matter what type of sin we have done, God is such a loving God; He's willing to forgive us. Now, y'all know we ain't—we're not made up like that. We have conditions. You know, we only want to forgive you if, if it's blessing me or I'm getting something on the other end. But God said that he's willing to forgive us even though we defiled his grace. He said he's looking for grace and mercy more than he's looking for a sacrifice. What is it else that says that God will be risen up on the third day? So imagine that. He will restore. He would want he wanna live. He wanna live in he wants the people to live in his presence. Like he described it. You know, that he will be our our God, he will be our Lord, he will be our Father, he will be our master, our savior. All we gotta do is just make sure We've done our part. All we got to do is just repent, get on assignment, stay on assignment, stay focused, get focused, and just do what God told us to do, not worrying about what somebody else thinks. You know, it, it took me a little while to get to a point where I had to say, you know what, I don't care really what nobody say or think, because even if you try to dot every I, even if you try to cross every T, even if you try to say a proper word or say a correct way, people are going to find some fault in you. Oh, she thinks she's more than, mm-hmm. She thinks she's better than, mm-hmm. Or they're going to say, oh, girl, she don't know nothing. You heard how she said that. You know, I was looking at the Goldbergs yesterday, and they were saying um, that the daughter had learned how to say water instead of water ice. You know, because you learn how to say something different. As my sister and I joke a lot, one time she said to a lady she wanted something with pecans, pecans on. The lady said, pecan? She said, pecan, pecan, whatever. It's a 
are still a nut. But the lady was so upset because she said pecan, pecans instead of pecans. I once said something to somebody about if they have tomatoes. She said tomatoes. I don't care if it was tomatoes. As long as you gave me what I wanted. Sometimes people want to judge you because of your appearance. Oh, she didn't put on makeup or she didn't comb my hair. Okay, well, you know what? I know people out there that look a certain way, but you wouldn't believe. You know, I remember my uncle telling me that he said, you know, rich people don't dress rich. They dress common because they don't want to look like, like what they got because they, they don't really want nobody coming to ask them nothing. He said, those of us don't have none and ain't never had none, so glad to have some. We don't, if we could wear diamond shoes, we'll wear that because we want to show what we got. So like I said, no matter what you do, people are going to talk about you. No matter how you go about things, people are going to talk about you. And the only thing you have to worry about is what do God say about you? Is God pleased with what you're doing? Is God pleased with your actions, your reactions? Is God pleased with how you carry on yourself when you represent him? Because, you know, people will judge you at the drop of a hat. And if you wear Christianity on your name, people will try to judge God because of the way you look and what you're doing. But, one thing I will say, I thank God that when Jesus was born, he was born in a manger. He wasn't born in the house with the diamonds and the gold and the silver. He was born in a manger where he really couldn't even afford a crib or a blanket. He was born in a place that he said he was here for the sins of the world. And see, that's where we have to get an understanding. No sin has a higher price than another sin, even though we put that on there as humans. But said no sin would enter in. He didn't say you had a class A sin, a class B sin, a class C or D. He said no sin would enter in whether you want to put it in alphabetical order or you want to put it in an alphabetical order with uh, little keynotes under it, which sin is uh, categorized under here, however you want to put it, the word said no sin will enter in. So until we get to the place that we understand that your left-hand sin is just as bad as your right-hand sin, sin is sin. And the bottom line is chapter 6, verse 1, the first sentence. Come, let us return to the Lord. Then it's a period. Mm-hmm. It's a period. I mean, I can, I, I just got stuck on come, let us return to the Lord. We have to get to a place that we have to get inside ourselves and say enough is enough. You want to return on your income tax. You want to return at the end of the week after you punched in and punched out. Minister Margo says, do not judge, so you won't be judged. Amen. We want to put a title 
on everything that we want a title, but we don't want to put the title on. It's time for us to come back to the Lord. I'm staying back, but the, the chapter, first uh, sentence says, come let us return to the Lord. The reason I'm staying back, because a lot of us will be going back to these different parties, back to these different relationships, back to these different things that's not getting us anywhere but upset, miserable, toe up, PO'd, and everything else. But yet and still, we keep saying tomorrow. We want to play God like he a son. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's how we want to play it. But then when we call on God, we want him to show up and show out immediately. But the first sentence, come, comma, let us return to the Lord, period. Mm. Again, it don't say, let us return back, come, let us return to the Lord. That's the NIV version. Now, let's look at the King James version. The King James version says, the first sentence says, come, let us return unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, it's two versions right there. I have a read back in front of, I'm in front of two for after return. It says, come, let us return to the Lord. Come on, y'all. Make up in your mind if you want things to change. If you want things to stop, if you want things to come to a complete end, it, it, it's not the mayor of the city and it's not the alderman of the uh, neighborhoods of the city. It's not the commissioners. It's not the congressmen. It's not even because see, the, uh, the Lord has the heart of the king in his hand. When we get the understanding, it's time for us to come to the Lord. It's time for us to return unto the Lord. When we get that in our head, in our heart, and we start speaking it out of our mouth, and we believe it, things are going to change. But if we keep playing hokey pokey, I'm going to put my left foot in, I'm going to take the left foot out, I'm going to put my right foot in, and I'm going to shake it all about. And keep on doing the hokey pokey, we're going to keep on getting the hokey pokey. All I'm saying is, I want to make sure every day, no matter what I do, I want to make sure that I end my day with the sentence, return to the Lord. I'm trying to say us, but I'm going to be a little selfish right here. I'm going to make sure I return unto the Lord. Every day, Father God, forgive me for whatever sins I did on today, God. In any way and every way that I did it, God, whether it was my expressions or my face or my hands or my body language, God, however, it did not give you the honor to give me a Lord. And the next day, I try to do better. Perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I'm not walking around here like I'm perfect. 
but I do want to be in the perfect will of the Lord where I know that his mercies are new every morning. I must ask for forgiveness every morning, every afternoon, every evening, every day. So with that being said, please, Hosea 6, 1 through 3, come let us return to the Lord. So I thank you all for tuning in on tonight. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for taking the time out on this Friday night to listen to what God has put in my heart that um, he really ministered to me about today for the three days. It's, it stood for Jesus and it stands for us and what he, the uh, creation of the world represented on the third day. Please take this time if you want to type in anything on Facebook or you want to make a comment on Blog Talk Live. The lines are open. Please speak now. Hear me? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I just wanted to say thank you for reminding us about um, God perfecting us, and thank you also for reminding us the importance of repentance. And as usual, I thank you for your transparency. Um, it's just too many of us trying to uh, expose everyone else's sins instead of looking in the mirror and letting people know that um, God is forever perfecting us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, when you're being transparent, you're blessing somebody else. We're not talking about the self-righteous or the uh, those that are legalism, but thank you for blessing somebody else that needs to know that God will still use them even while he's perfecting them. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Apostle. Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? for tuning in on tonight. Um, again, I just want to say uh, ministry starts with self first. So even if a lot of times we don't understand what the message is, it may not be the message for you all today. But like I said, what God had gave me because of something I had been saying for many years. After three days, I'm going to get up off that flow after I stop crying over the heartbreak and over the, you know, the brokenness. I'm going to shake it off, and I'm going to go on about my business. A lot of times we don't understand that when you're getting free, as Apostle was saying, being transparent, it may help somebody, if not today, it may help somebody tomorrow or down the line. When you have to come to your senses, as the old folks used to say, when you come to yourself, when you come to your senses and you know that God is able, he's more than able to do what only he can do, you have to get into a place in your heart and say, Lord, I really can't worry about what anybody else thinks anymore. Yes, you know, I remember one time... Um, family member said to 
me and my sister, she say, y'all always out there in the streets going out doing this. Ain't none in them streets. Ain't it? My mama stopped and said, no, no, baby, it's, it's a lot in the streets. Sin is fun. But when sin gets a hold of you that you can't let go, that's where the problem comes in. Because, see, a lot of times people don't know how to say, I've sinned and I don't believe I can get out. I hope y'all understand what I mean by that. You have some people that get caught up so in something, they too ashamed or they don't know how to get out. And I thank God for, you know, I'm learning. I'm going to say it like this. I'm learning to thank God for every trial, every tribulation, every heartbreak, everything I've been through that I was embarrassed about, ashamed about. I'm going to be even honest, that I lied about. I thank God that he has forgiven me, and I'm able to say I lied about that because I was too ashamed. Sometimes we have to be so honest, so honest. If you don't be honest with nobody else, be honest with yourself in God. reason I say in God because, see, God and I already told you he knows. Now you got to be honest with yourself enough that you have to say, God, I know that you know, but I'm finally able to deal with this. Because, see, we can get to a place that we, we do that old saying, don't do what I say. Don't do as I do, but do what I say. But you live in messy in front of your children. You live in messy in front of people, but you want them to do what you say, but yet they see what you're doing. You have to get in the place in your mind that you say, God, you told me if I repent, I'm free. God, I thank you for freedom because, see, now I know you have no, what I mean you, I'm talking about you in the natural, in the human form, not, not in the God, in my spirit, not in my God, in my head of my life, not in my God, my Savior. I'm talking about as a human form of me. That's why I'm going to talk about me. I have no heaven or hell that I can put you or me in, but I can let the devil trick me to uh, have me believe I'm stuck here. Hosanna 6 and 1 said, come, let us return to the Lord. And I thank God for letting me know that I can come and return back to him daily. I thank him for his mercies being new every morning. Thank you to you all again for joining in with us on tonight with Smile 3E on Sharpening Iron Ministries. Our foundation of scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank God for that scripture because, just like it told me on tonight, come and return back unto the Lord. It was telling me to seek him first and his righteousness, and all these things to be added unto me, forgiveness, restoration, restoring, reviving, rebuilding, all of that's going to come, and I thank God for that. So if you all would like to plan into the ministry on tonight, you can do my cash app, Sparkle750, that's Sparkle, capital S-P-A-R-K-L-E, 
or you could do Fazel, which is Sylvia Kaiser, capital S-Y-L-V-I-A, capital K-I-Z-E-R. If you all want to tune in this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Margot McCord, along with Minister Brandon Kaiser, along with Minister Carbon Merritt. I would like to thank you all for tuning in on Monday night uh, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Monday is the third Monday of the month. We will be hearing from our very own Minister Margot McCord. She will be bringing forth the word that God has given her to reveal to us. So we would like you to join us back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our very own Prophet Antoine Thomas will be coming forth with the word that God has revealed to him to give to us. And we just want to say, Smile 3E Ministry loves you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. We thank you all for listening in live or on the archives of Blog Talk, watching live on Facebook and looking at it on the replay. We just ask you to share it, and we just ask you to keep up with our ministry and uh, review our postings. Please pray for Smile 3 on Shopping On. We thank you all so much. Good night, everyone. <laughs>